0: Welcome to the book club that sure is not your mom's friend's book club, but it is my mom's. I'm Ellen and joining me as
1: always is my mom. Hi, mom. How's it going? Hi, Ellen. Everything is fabulous. Fabulous, Fabulous. I say. Fabulous. I
0: believe you. (laughs) So today we are going to be talking about The Friend Zone by Abby Jimenez. And later we are going to talk about our own experiences with The Friend Zone and some of yours as
1: well. But
0: first, mom, what have you been reading? Ellen,
1: okay, was our last book Soulless? Was that the last? Our last book was Soulless. Okay. Yes, that we S- talked about. Book. So after Soulless, I read Changeless. Okay. Then I read The Wallflower flower Wager. Okay. Then I read The Friend Zone. Okay. I'm and- hoping to finish that uh, Parasol Protectorate series um, by Gail Carriger. Carriage,er carry by her carriage shirt, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) And um, but I'm gonna have to just stick a book in here, you know, in between all the other books that we read.
0: Yeah. Um, It's gonna come as a shock to you, but I have not read any books. What?
1: That's the (laughs) one I'll tell you.
0: you, Okay, here's what I do want to mention that I have read a fair a bit uh, a bit of. You're gonna say it's cheating again, but
1: Dairy Girls. (laughs) It is cheating especially since it's like the fifth time you've watched it all (laughs) you guys i'm obsessed with this show um
0: i got mom into it it's amazing and everybody should watch it everybody should and
1: and yes i have watched it like five times all the way through in the past like three weeks but you do have to watch it with subtitles unless you're from ireland because you won't understand what they're saying
0: I usually get everything they're saying, but sometimes they say something and I'm like, is that actually what they said? Because it's like weird slang or something. They
1: do have some weird slang that you have to kind of like adjust your thinking for. But but even in context, you can usually figure out what most of it is. Yeah, for sure. Um, Okay, so today we are going to be
0: talking about The Friend Zone by Abby Jimenez. This is not listed as being part of a series, but it is very obviously going to have at least one follow-up. That is called the Happy Ever After playlist, and I hesitate to say who it's
1: about. But is it about Sloan? Yeah. Oh no! Does she hook up with what's his name? I don't think so. Okay. The the description kind of says like two strangers.
0: Okay. So, um, yeah, but that is going to be the next book, and I uh, I look forward to reading that one actually. Or maybe that's a bit of a spoiler as to how I felt, but. Let's get into it. I wrote a description this time. What? Whoa! 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 Wait. I what? I know. I know. That's crazy talk. Okay, Kristen, go. Kristen. Kristen is a no shit taking, sarcastic, drama free zone. Only thing is that she is keeping a pretty dramatic secret. She's about to undergo an operation that will never allow her to have children. Enter sexy fireman Josh, who is coming off a long relationship that ended over a disagreement about having kids. See, Josh wants a whole slew of them, and he is now apparently drawn to drama-free, sarcastic, no-shit-taking women, one in particular. Only thing is that she's in a relationship. It's that relationship and Kristen knowing Josh's dream of having a family that caused her to put him strictly in the friend zone. But as they begin to drift outside of that zone, will Kristen's infertility come in between them? That's it. There you go. So, Mom, what did you think of The
1: Friend Zone? Ellen, I really, really liked this book.
0: I, okay. It's it's a, it's a
1: just a breath away from loving it. There were a couple things I had issues with, but um, I really, really, really liked it.
0: Here's what I would say. I also really, really liked it. It's probably the most I have ever liked a book that frustrated me
1: this much. That's true. And I cried many times. (laughs) That's one of my questions we're going to get to. (laughs) Okay. But, um, (laughs)
0: yeah, uh, I... I mean, when all was said and done, I'm like, wow, that was a really good book. I really liked that book as a whole. But, oh man, there were so many times in this book where I just wanted to reach well, in I've been and text you in the someone. middle. And I'm like,
1: Ellen, this could go really bad. I was so worried about what was going to happen. Huh. And I yeah. was so worried that I was going to hate it so much. Um, So
0: I want to, I want to stress that because I'm, I'm going to harp on some things that really frustrated me, but I want to make it clear that I did, yeah, I'm same. It's like a touch away from loved, like
1: it's four and a half stars on Goodreads for me. Well, Um, I'll tell you what though, like if you look at the cover and even the beginning of the book, um, yeah. It was, you think you're getting a very different book. You think you're getting, like, a rom-com, and boy, does it take a 180. Turn, yeah. I mean, a big turn. Not that I hated it. Yeah. I mean, it really turned into a very sweet story, but it it was not a rom-com. I would not yeah. put this in a rom-com category.
0: Yeah, same. I mean, yeah, there's it's really fun. There's a lot of funny stuff. There's a lot of, you know, yeah, kind of light Poppy stuff that's going on, a lot of your kind of basic trope type stuff that's happening in the beginning. And then yeah, like and the thing is is I saw some of the drama coming, but that shift that it takes, I did not see that coming. No. And so when it happened, I was like,
1: Huh? What? What? (laughs) What? what? Yeah, I was I was a hot mess towards the end of this book. In fact, it took me longer to read than I thought just because I kept like i gotta wipe my eyes like...
0: <laughs> okay so what did you think of kristen as our heroine okay well herein lies most of my frustration <laughs> yes and i don't want you to get into too much of it because there's a couple questions that
1: we're gonna get okay. into it with but well okay let me just say this she got frustrated and really like her relationship with tyler fell apart because she mm-hmm. got mad at him for making this decision about his life that um, and didn't ask her and he her, didn't talk to her about didn't it. didn't talk to her about it. Yeah. And it's and I kept screaming at the book, "Can't you see you're doing the exact same thing? You're making yeah. a decision for both of your lives and not letting Josh in on this at all." And yeah. I was I thought he was going to call her on it later because it was so blatant but yeah. he was he was too good of a guy.
0: Yeah. Um yeah, we're going to get into this more in depth later on, but um for someone who kept talking about how honest and drama-free yeah. she was, the conflicts and how she handled a lot of stuff really negated that for me. Right. Um she the thing is is she's kind of lucky that i liked her so much aside from these frustrating things
1: i and a hundred percent she was funny i loved her snarky comments i loved the crazy things that her and josh would go and do um i loved their interactions and their banter i loved all of that but i just wanted her to effing tell him already and let him figure it out instead of making that decision for him even after he knew about it
0: yeah Yes, yes, yes. We're going to talk about that. Um, I loved all of her little witticisms. I wrote down a couple of them. Um, I don't need him to drive me crazy. I'm close enough at this point to walk.
1: That was funny. That was a good one.
0: Um, (laughs) How do you, I loved this one. How do you sleep at night knowing she'll be finding glitter in her couch for the next month? With the fan on medium. the fan on medium.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was hilarious.
0: Yeah, that, I, killed I, me.
1: that did kill me. <laughs> so it says
0: in her author bio that Abby Jimenez lives in Minnesota, but she's at least spent I, I know I'm pretty sure she has one of her shops in the greater Los Angeles area. And it it rings true because there was a lot of stuff that she would mention where I'm like, only someone who has lived in Los Angeles <laughs> would know that. Did you call um, it the five? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the, the true test. Um, and I liked uh, uh, Kristen's dog business. I, it would especially be successful in the greater Los Angeles yes, area because definitely. my dog, who's a beagle, was, like, considered a big dog in L.A. <laughs> um, so it, it was. It would be funny when we'd go to the dog park. It would be Steve and all these little yappy teacup dogs. Um, Anyway, I, yeah, I really liked, I really liked Kristen with everything but all this frustration that we went through with her, and we're going to get into that. But first, what did you think of Josh as our hero? Well, first of all, he's a fireman. (laughs) (laughs) Enough said. (laughs) Enough said. Next question. (laughs) We've talked about my thing with firemen before on the show, right? Yes, we have and how I had my sexual awakening to firemen. So, I've always had kind of a
1: fireman thing. Yeah. So, um,
0: um
1: he was beyond dreamy. First yeah. of all, he put up with all this crap for Yeah, I was like, and so patient. Oh <laughs> gosh, dang, dude. I mean, yeah, I get that you love her, but at some point you got to say uh,
0: yeah, yeah. Um yeah, he was kind of an angel. There were some there were some tiny things that he had where um I got frustrated for him not being kind of before he found out about why she was kind of dragging her feet on this whole relationship thing, etc. There were some moments where he was like, "But don't tell her," you know, and just that that kind of stuff and I would get frustrated like, "But do tell her. Come on." And um but those were all hugely inconsequential to the amount of frustration <laughs> I had with Kristen. So, um, but yeah, uh, he was just, he was just such a doll and so sweet. And like, I never felt like, you know, because sometimes we release conflicts and we have massive problems with how they're handled. And it's kind of like, well, they both were at fault. I I have a hard time no. putting him at fault for anything
1: that anything. happened. <laughs> he was just amazing. And yeah, he got frustrated, but goodness sake, who wouldn't? Especially yeah. with everything he was going through. Yeah. And yeah, it was frustrating that they just couldn't be there for each other because she had this problem. Yeah.
0: And yeah, he handled, I mean, and there was so like, one of the moments that I'm thinking of where I'm like, eh, is when he was um, watching Miguel come out of her house and thinking that she's sleeping with all these guys. But she had given him enough to, like, feel so insecure about their relationship that, like, I could understand that, you know?
1: Um, Right. Because for for a hot second, I thought, wow, if he really knew her and really loved her, you know, it seems like he would figure this out. But... It, but I mean, and it went away pretty quickly sh-
0: yeah yes and you know he found i loved when he found out that it was miguel and he just like hugs her and he's like i'm so happy, <laughs> so happy. i'm so glad you're here yeah
1: um okay did you cry i cried so many times so when ridiculous. did you when did you cry the most i cried yeah through the whole second half of the book pretty much or the really? last 30%. Well, from the motorcycle accident on on <laughs> there I'll were tell a okay, lot of tears. so
0: I was kind of, I would get like kind of teary during during some of that stuff, but I'll tell you what like finally broke me is when Sloan shows up at their wedding at the end. I did that.
1: I cried then too. It and was I was so like sweet. the whole wedding thing. I was like <laughs> Wait, I can't
0: read for a second. But just like, you know, because she was so broken, and like you know, she had already told them that she's like, I, I don't think I can do it, and they're like, okay. But you know, they're obviously disappointed. So then when she like, she, I'm like, kind of getting choked up talking about it. When she shows up in her old bridesmaid dress, dress. And, it's not even honor, right? Yeah, it's just <laughs> still a bit of a hot mess. It was just so sweet. It, it was, was really sweet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it. I mean. Definite shift at that point. Um, and yeah, like I said, one that I didn't really see coming. I mean, as soon as they were, sh- as soon as it was kind of, they were like following him on
1: one of his jobs, which he, we had never done before. Right. I was like, well, oh, as soon sh- as they called in a motorcycle accident, I thought, crap, gosh dang it. But I did not have any idea it was going to take the turn that it took.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it was so sad when it seemed like, he was getting better, better and even right all now. the nurses and stuff were like, he's
1: going to pull through this. And it was and, heartbreaking. Oh well, gosh. and when he did have the accident, I thought, okay, he's going to get hurt and it's going to make, you know, it's going to make slow, not Sloan. It's going to make Kristen and, uh, Josh realize that, you know, we can't waste time. Life is short. We need to. Okay.
0: So that is one of my problems with that is that it didn't. I know. Cause I was like, what the, like, why are we still having these trivial, like, I know they're not trivial. I don't want to, I don't want to diminish what she deals with right. at all. Or women but, that go
1: through that. But
0: Yeah, at all. But I don't know. I just, I thought that was going to be the point of, of Brandon's accident yeah. was that both of them are like, we are being so stupid. And I guess it sort
1: of is because Sloan is the one who's like you're pissing me off like right you- I, I loved sloan just throwing her out of the house and saying yeah go go live your life yeah you know, stop doing this yeah yeah you've like- got the man who loves you right there and and you know and i'm alive broken. and well yeah. bodied and-, <laughs> and you're wasting all this time yeah yeah um
0: okay so before we get well okay first There's some, I think we should talk about the first hurdle that they have to get over, which is actually kind of the friend zone itself and Tyler and all of that. So what did you make of that situation? I got it. I I was so glad that they did not sleep together or kiss or do
1: anything. I was glad she did not cheat on Tyler. Um I was glad about that. I was glad that, because I was really afraid that she was going to go back to Tyler because he was going to be the guy who could deal with was, what she's yeah going through. Yeah. um And I was really worried about that. I th- in yeah. fact, I think this is where I texted you and I said, oh, this could go bad so badly. <laughs> yeah.
0: Because even when she said maybe, maybe to him, I, I was like, uh she's going to like keep him I I was afraid they were going to get together and she was still going to like be keeping him kind of on the back burner. Right. You know? And um yeah, so Yeah, so
1: that played out okay cuz I was really yeah. worried that that could have gone bad. Um so it played out fine and it's why she did friend zone him. And I loved that she would o- always try to make herself look terrible.
0: <laughs> He's like, so I mean, that's curlers and the nose. curlers, in, the curlers in their hair anymore?
1: <laughs> <laughs> but she went and they teepeed their yard and did everything with her curlers in her hair. That whole teepeeing thing was so cute. And, yeah. You know, he made her ride piggyback. Yeah. yeah. That was cute. Um,
0: I-, I did like that whole friend zone. I liked that whole section of the book just because there's a lot of good like sexual
1: tension buildup that was a lot of sexual tension a lot of cute flirty banter a lot of yeah um yeah i mean i liked well, it uh, too and that's why i say so. said and then it takes a complete turn the whole book has yeah. that kind of fun zesty flirty thing and then there, yeah then it like goes sideways really yeah badly
0: um yeah, so I I liked I liked all of that. I thought that I liked how all of that was handled. Kind of like I said, well, so I liked how all that was handled. I didn't love all some of the insecurities that were taking place like after they had gotten together, well, sort of right. gotten together, but it's because she was still kind of friend zoning him in a way cuz she right. was like always saying it's like a friends with benefits thing yeah it's, just, it's just sex, sex. It's just da, sex da, 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 da. so she was even still kind of friend zoning him after they've had sex you know right. um but it all pales in comparison um okay <laughs> so let's without getting into how either of them handled the conflict around it what did you make of kristen's battles with her infertility
1: um i under i mean i get where her whole insecurity thing came from especially since especially since he was very um vocal vocal about wanting a family and Mm -hmm. um but you know you can't i mean before i got married i wanted 10 kids then i had one (laughs)
0: <laughs> and it the best way and you're like wow two.
1: i've got to keep doing this no i was not <laughs> thinking, oh, I thinking, oh. <laughs> after i had one it went down to four or five <laughs> and then after i had two it's like okay maybe one more <laughs> so um you can't base stuff on you know the hyperbole you have before you've done any of it before yeah. I will say I I really thought it
0: was um I thought it was an interesting component to introduce into a romance.
1: Definitely. And I thought it definitely um like added depth to the story. It's just yeah. she drug it on so long and Yeah. Agreed. When but they not don't, the- the- don't stop getting into that right now. Okay. We're just sorry. talking about we're just talking about the infertility part. Okay. All yeah. right. Um, um Yeah, that would suck.
0: <laughs> well and um I, I really appreciated the, like, portrayal of her struggle. And, oh, my gosh, I do not blame her at all for wanting to no. get a hysterectomy based on what she a was. A three-week dis- period makes
1: me want to shoot myself.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, and just, like, the, thi- the you know, all the fainting and the puking and the, I was like, oh, yes. gosh, yes. I would be like, yes. Take that out six, of, me. take it out of me, um we have a friend who is a like fertility nurse, right? Yes, and she's constantly telling me and my mom that I need to freeze my eggs
1: because I'm'm, <laughs> well, I'm getting... but she has mentioned it several times. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna let Ellen figure this out on her own. I'm not gonna go and tell Ellen she has to freeze her eggs. well,
0: and the thing is is that you know i I am. Getting, you know, every month I feel my eggs scream out in despair. It's fine. (laughs) What do eggs sound like? We're we're melting. (laughs) Um, And, like, the thing that I think I liked about this infertility um, plot is even as someone who and I'm not I'm not well even as someone who is getting on in years it's something I think about and prior to dating someone when I hadn't dated anybody and it was looking like it was never gonna happen for me when having kids is always something I've really wanted to do um yeah I I I was able to kind of empathize with her, empathize and, feel for
1: her and what she was going through
0: yeah especially because she was still young and being presented with opportunities to you know be with someone um and she just she's like i, I can't do it and um and so i i did like that portrayal and i liked it as an aspect that is thrown into the mix of falling in love kind of this real world big world problem that you kind of have to deal with I think sooner than they did but um you know I, I found that interesting
1: right and I could get it if in the back of her mind she thought okay I'm not gonna be able to have kids so I just need to settle with someone who doesn't want kids you know there, there are people out there and you know so I could see her like talking herself into that but here he was just saying, "Look, we can figure this out. There's other things to do. We can figure yeah, this out." That's because that's, I mean,
0: and like even our friend who's always telling me to freeze my eggs. Um, I've, because the thing with me personally is, I've, I've always wanted to be a mom. I don't have any particular yen to be pregnant. I mean, I think it would be something cool to do if it happened <laughs> to me Something cool to do <laughs>
1: <laughs> well like I think it would be a cool thing hey, to experience cool. <laughs> you
0: do you know what I mean yes okay I do <laughs> yeah I think it would be a cool thing to experience but my desire to be a mom has always been stronger than my desire to be pregnant and give birth to something you know um and so you know anytime our friend has brought up freezing my eggs I'm like you know what, if it doesn't work out for me when I'm presented with the... I'll
1: figure something else out.
0: Yeah. There's lots of kids that need good homes and things like that. I'm, I'm fine with that as an option. And so I would get frustrated with her when she wouldn't let him voice that same opinion. Yeah. So let's talk specifically about their conflict around the infertility why the hell did it take them? <laughs> why did it take her so long? It was driving me freaking nuts. I understand that it's a sensitive thing and it's something that, like, you can feel insecure about. Like, she even talks about, like, I didn't want him to look at me as less of a woman because I'm not able to do this. But, mama mia, I was getting so well, frustrated I thought, with her. Like,
1: when he first went and bought tampons for her, just say, you know, I've got problem I got you know yeah. problems I might even have to have a well, hysterectomy. Me. I mean is that such a terrible thing to tell before you're like in a relationship I mean yeah I know that's I mean maybe I'm too open about
0: this crap because even with my boyfriend I'm like I'm like you better just get over the fact because I like to bitch about my period a lot so <laughs> you're <laughs> I'm like I need you to toughen nice. up quick
1: <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs>
0: And he keeps coming back. That's the weird part. Um, and so maybe I'm too open about that stuff, but I'm kind of probably. I mean, if if I were aware of something, because the I mean, she's aware of her infertility. There are women who aren't you know get married and aren't and right. That's a whole another process to go through, um, but she's aware and i just i don't see anything wrong especially when they were just friends quote unquote he says something about kids and she just says yeah that that would be you know that would be so nice but you know i for example won't be able
1: to have kids yeah there were so many times when i just thought This is not an unusual place to say, because they were pretty good friends, but they were just friends. They weren't in a relationship yet. Mm -hmm. Just say, yeah, I can't, I probably won't be able to have kids. I, you know, have this fibrosis thing and they're going to have to remove everything. And I mean, is that such a difficult conversation to have with someone who you're pretty good friends with? No. It seemed a little weird to me that she wouldn't even bring it up.
0: And like I said, I do not want to diminish what what she, her experience or the experience of anybody who goes through this at all. I understand that it can be very sensitive and all that. Disclaimer made. But it got to the point with her where I'm just like, Home girl, And like, where she was, I mean, literally he was deteriorating in front of her with how miserable she was making him. And I'm yeah. like, hun... Like, come on. It was, it was I got to the point
1: nuts. When he took her out of the bar, like carried her over his shoulder out of the bar and, and stood her outside and said, we need to talk about this. And I was thinking to myself, if she doesn't tell him now, I don't know if I can finish this book. <laughs> she,
0: and the, the thing that would frustrate me with her is like, okay, I wrote down this quote as an example. Um, she, you know, like she's told him and he's trying his damnedest to like have a conversation with her about this and she's like i didn't come here to tell you you could decide so you could decide whether you want to date me that's not even on the table and it's like why like they can't even have an adult civilized conversation Conversation. about and the thing is is he's he's allowed to reconsider and reevaluate when presented with a different situation than what he's always thought of as
1: right that's the what i was, meant when i said you know you can't go by your hyperbole before you even get into a situation about oh i want to have 10 kids you know it yeah you can't it's you like know, if i were to constantly if i were like I
0: want ice cream, I want ice cream, I want ice cream, I want ice cream. But then someone who I love was like, hey, I'm lactose intolerant. Do you mind if we get cake? I'd be like, you know what? Yeah, let's
1: get cake. <laughs> <laughs> cake is good. <laughs> <laughs> cake is as good. And so. Um, I don't know about as good, but it's a good I, I agree, backup
0: plan. You know what I mean? And <laughs> yes, I do. it's different. And it's like, it's, I don't know. Well, and I, she
1: kept talking about how she was saving him from himself that he didn't know what he wanted and that's what was frustrating me is that she wasn't letting him decide what he wanted she was taking away his choices Mm -hmm. and um uh and that's why i was so frustrated because that's exactly what she got mad at tyler for doing it's like you got mad and broke up with him because he took away your ability to say in the matter yeah And that's exactly what you're doing to Josh. Also. And and look at Josh. I mean, Josh.
0: Come on. He's
1: a freaking angel
0: on earth. Um, And a fireman. What the hell was up with her and Ubers? She did not run away from her problems. She Ubered away from her problems. (laughs) She did. (laughs) Anytime I get so frustrated with her when she's like, it's okay. I'm just going to take an Uber. And I'm like, gosh, Uber. (laughs) Just throw that out like a dirty word. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) um anyway
1: and that's the that's other thing
0: people. that was pissing me off besides just her not having a conversation with him is she really like jerked him
1: around quite a bit a like, lot and then she would go to him and just and yeah. he would think yeah I, I i see some hope there and then she would just turn it off completely yeah. and it's like girl, yeah girl ah she's psycho see this is why i'm like josh really <laughs> I know, and yeah, I know, because that's,
0: uh, like the, when they kind of like, reconciled a little bit and were being really touchy and lovey with each other when Brandon was in the hospital, hurt. yeah, and then the next day she's like, "Don't let that, you know, yeah, let you this think this doesn't that change we're anything. Back together. We're done." I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> jeez! <laughs> First of all, like at least give him a freaking break for a minute, yeah. but." And yeah. I need to talk, I need to talk again about how is Brandon's accident not this huge wake up call for her? Or, well, I or guess some, it
1: eventually was, you know, eventually, but it did take her a while to get around to that.
0: Well, and it wasn't
1: until Sloan had to like
0: shove it in her face. I would, yes, I was just true. thinking like that she was going to realize, you know what? Life is too short. We don't know. What's gonna happen? I mean, I could say, like, what if it had been him
1: in that accident and right. she would have regretted the fact that she was like jerking him around for so long? Well, like um, Sloan said, she said if Brandon came back, you know, came home and couldn't have children or couldn't, couldn't you know, walk, couldn't walk, walk her any into limbs. She says, Do you think that would change what I how I felt about him? Do you think that yeah. would change how you know our relationship? She's like, Absolutely not. I would give anything to have him here, even if he was damaged you know, and, yeah. Well, and the other, the other,
0: uh, rebuttal that I liked a lot was when, um, was when Josh said, what if I was the one that couldn't have kids? What, would that change how you felt about me? And she's like, no. And it's like, she's like, but it's not the same. He's like, it's exactly the
1: same. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It was all very frustrating and it all got worked out, but, um, you know, again, I need to stress, I
0: really, really liked this book, but man, it, I wanted to reach through and like throttle her through a lot of the book. Which, like I said, this is the book that I have liked the most that frustrated me the most.
1: <laughs> I would agree. Because it really did frustrate me. Yeah. And, and like I said, there were times I was like, if this doesn't change, I don't think I can finish this book. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, yeah, it was res- it all resolved nicely. Um, here's a question for you. This sounds awful the way I'm going to ask it, but it's y- y- I hope you get my intent. Were you happy that she had a baby?
1: <laughs> um. Yeah, I was. I-, I knew it was coming. I knew as soon as she got I- dizzy at his apartment that it was going to turn out she was pregnant Um.
0: I, I knew she was either going to be pregnant or there was something else that was going on that was making them like miss I don't know I didn't
1: know how they would misdiagnose that though but I don't know well because her fibrosis um, would make her stomach bigger so she just kept thinking that's what it was yeah um and with a first baby you don't get very big very fast but um um yeah I was for the reason being that it made him realize that you know what i'm happy with one i'm happy with the family that i have yeah i kind of almost wish
0: that they would have been happy with the family that they had to figure out how to have
1: and that with would her have been problem. and his sisters it was sweet of his sisters to all yeah, that fight over sweet. who got to have the first baby and that was all really cute <laughs> yeah um yeah
0: yeah i obviously i was happy that they got to have especially because it meant so much to both of them. But I think I would have been... I would have too. I would have been not fine. happier, but I, I would have I loved the ending if they also, you know, either had to have a surrogate or a foster or an adoption or whatever. And yeah, that they I, also came to the conclusion that he was happy with the family that they had through that method. Right. You know?
1: And I... You know, and it's not like they've counted that out. That might actually be a route they take. Yeah. You know, for baby number two. Yeah. But um but yeah, I would have been happy either way. I think you could have written a happily ever after either yeah. way. And um
0: the thing that I think I know a lot I've heard of a lot of um acquaintances of acquaintances and such who struggle with infertility and then they go the route of adoption or something.
1: And then they get pregnant right after they've adopted. I have a friend who was adopted and her and her brother are like 10 months apart. Because as soon as they got home with her, they found out they were pregnant.
0: It's just something about releasing the stress of trying Trying to get get pregnant. pregnant. Yeah. Um, Okay, Mom. Speaking of trying to get pregnant, let's talk
1: about sex, baby. What did you think? You know, the sex in this was really good. It was um,
0: fairly mom-friendly, but still like pretty, still pretty saucy and steamy. It, it,
1: you know, it it explained what was going on, but not into, you know, extraordinary detail.
0: We really only see a couple scenes, and then they kind of refer to other things that are taking place. But there's really only. A couple, and there was some pretty steamy, like buildup. Like I said, like I thought the tow truck scene was pretty hot, and, yeah, um, hot. that kind of stuff. And so, I I felt like the heat level was was a good, good medium high. You know, yeah, it putting was. that it was on good. simmer.
1: It was definitely a mom friendly book. <laughs> yeah. I I would say, not like that. I would recommend like not my mom friendly, but your mom friendly. <laughs>
0: That, oh that man! Work? Thinking about your mom reading our books is...
1: <laughs> She's probably up there listening to us right now. Yeah, know? that's just true. Just shaking her head. <laughs> Julie, Where did Julie, I go Julie. wrong? <laughs> <laughs> you have screwed up your daughter.
0: Uh, um, what was your swooniest moment?
1: You're going <sighs> to steal mine. I just love Josh, so there were, of course, millions of them.
0: I'm going to say mine before you steal it. But him doing all that research wow. and putting I together say, the, binder. the binder of all the research on all their options and just being like, I'm good with any of this that you want to do. Let's yeah. go for it. And I loved just like her realization, like he was going to be with me through this and he was going to keep trying no
1: matter what option we needed to do. And well, what I loved, what I thought was super swoony is how cuz he would text her every day and she would never respond cuz she was uh... <laughs> anyway he would text her every day and just say just say okay yeah just say okay every day he'd text her that and then when the binder came in it said just say okay on it i was like "Oh, yeah. josh there there was sweet a lot, angel baby
0: there was a lot of cut off communication in this book which is a big bugaboo for us usually <laughs> yes, it is. and it was a big bugaboo for me in this one too but where she's just not responding or not talking to him or just or avoiding him. turning around him and walking and... away and getting in an Uber. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, she tells him, like, when she tells him, she turns around and runs away.
1: Yeah. And I'm like... She drops that bomb and then just leaves. And yeah. gets in an Uber. <laughs> <laughs> gets in an Uber. <laughs> no, she didn't. She went home with some no, random like, girls she... that they met at the bar. Yeah, I think that was what it was. <laughs> when they uh... were doing trivia. Anyway, um... Yeah, I I really liked the binder. I gosh, there were so many things. He um, <laughs> I loved him just saying, "Let's go get married now." You know, let's yeah, let's go get married. And then the wedding vows were yes, to die the for. wedding
0: vows were also up there for me. They were really sweet. And um,
1: but I loved his whole yeah. Before she changes her mind, he says, "I'm one bad doctor's appointment away from losing her." <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Um,
0: yeah, I, yeah, he was just uber, uber smooth, uh, swoony. So he had a lot of them. Um, again, I got ranty there for a good chunk, but I need to stress that I did really like this book a lot. I thought I, I really liked the shift. I know it's a bit jarring, but I thought it was really kind of refreshing to have a book that can be both um, really funny and sweet, but also deal with some pretty freaking hard hitting. And the thing is, is I mean, this sounds trite, but that's life. Is yeah, you're going along and things are going good or drama filled and whatever, and then all of a sudden something happens that. Well, I was going to can- say
1: that's what adulting is. I mean, it's just yeah. You know, and then you have to learn how to deal with it. That's what being an adult is. And that's why it was frustrating that she wasn't letting him deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. But um, but I also, even though we have gone off about the miscommunication or the lack of communication, I really did like this book a lot. And yeah. like I said, I was a breath away from loving it except for he's mis- the- saying miscommunication was. it wasn't miscommunication it was lack of communication yeah yes for sure
0: um let's hear what uh some of our listeners had to say about the book it's kind of a, a polarizing book as you could mm-hmm. potentially imagine um Jennifer said, I'm probably going to be in the minority on this one, but this book annoyed me. It had too much unnecessary angst. Kudos to Josh for taking on such a task because Kristen was a tough one. (laughs) The description of the book on Goodreads states, Kristen Peterson doesn't do drama. That's all that girl did, and it was self-induced. Also, I thought the end was a bit of BS. I'm all for a happily ever after, but I felt like the message of the story had strong hints of acceptance and to get that little nugget at the end just came off as false to me. I think she's referring to the pregnancy, the pregnancy, the baby. Yeah. Um and I I don't I don't know that Yeah, I think for me it was maybe a little too happy ever after and I agree to a certain extent that I felt like it was all about like her accepting this situation and him proving to her that he was going to be with her through it, and then for them to get that, I was like, eh. "Well, it is kind of funny though that it was the first time they had sex." <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it, yeah, it was. Um, however, they both already proved to each other that okay, we're gonna we're gonna stick this out and we're gonna do this together no matter what. I know. And then, but... but like I said, I. I would have been happy either way. I think you could have done happily ever after either way. Um,
0: Singular male listener Jason said, This book just didn't work for me. I thought Josh was a good hero, but Kristen, I just didn't get. However, Stuntman Mike was great. He said, One thing about this book is the stress cleaning. My son is getting married in nine days, and my wife has almost stress cleaned me
1: out of the house. Well, I either need to get stressed more (laughs) or get that disease. (laughs) I'm saying mom doesn't get the stress cleaning. I don't <laughs> get the stress cleaning ever. In fact, cleaning gives me stress. <laughs> um, if my kids were little, whenever I cleaned the house, they'd say, who's coming over? <laughs> think, That's a little sad commentary on my life. <laughs> yeah,
0: that it was true. It was a good indicator that uh, someone was coming over. Um, Elizabeth said, I liked this one a lot more than I thought I would. As someone who doesn't have kids and doesn't really want, want them, I worried I wouldn't relate to the heroine and her struggles with infertility, but the writing was so funny, the pop culture references were perfect, and the characters were people I wanted to spend some time with. The mix of tragedy and comedy was something I don't often see in romance and I liked the unexpected aspect. There were some little problems I had here and there, but overall I really enjoyed it. I think that's I think that sums up kind of how we Yeah, definitely. Um, Ashley said, this book was a definite winner for me. It has, it's a lot of emotion, so I know sometimes people have to be in the right headspace for that. But I had just finished reading a series I absolutely loved and the timing was perfect, I think. I would absolutely read it again. Um, Jackie said, I agree with others about some of the unnecessary drama on the heroine's end, but her struggles with infertility were well written and the book had some pretty great laugh out loud moments. There were a few parts that I wish she had spent some more time on and some that and some that thinks she could have spent less time with. The best friends, oh dear lord, I cried ugly tears and I'm waiting impatiently for her story. Overall I think this was a great example of a real life romance novel. That there's boring stuff, drama that doesn't need to be there, but you slept through it anyway, laughter, sadness, etc.
1: Yeah, it's good. I would agree with that.
0: Kristen had a lot to say. Here's what Kristen had to say about the book. I feel like this one is one you either love or you don't, but I love it. I'm so glad you girls decided to add this one to your list. I read it in one sitting. First off, I appreciate so much that Kristen actually gets her period because that tends to conveniently never happen in romance novels. <laughs> it does.
1: <laughs> yeah. She or it's also never has... ever talked about in romance novels. <laughs> yeah. She also
0: has other health issues related to it which sucks, but it's also reality for so many of us. I appreciated the dose of genuine relatability that combined with her witty sass and the need to be fed before the hangry monster (laughs) takes over yeah that was all really funny made her feel like someone who I would probably enjoy knowing would make me laugh a lot and I'd never be hungry while hanging out with her just somewhere in my list of top book boyfriends he's not perfect but he's generous he loves in a big way he makes you laugh he makes you cry and he's willing to lay all out there and put in
1: the work to get what he wants
0: yeah yeah, he could be a good contender. He is. For I, sure. I
1: really liked him. Fireman. Yeah. Fireman. Did we mention he he's a fireman?
0: Oh, just the visual alone. Also, he's willing to go to the store and buy pads and
1: tampons. Yeah, that's and That's Motrin. true.
0: the the
1: trifecta of (laughs) yeah. I need you to go to the store for me (laughs) (laughs) yeah
0: Uh, he won my heart Kristen continues he won my heart by doing that in the beginning of the book before we even fully know him this book deals with some heavier issues and a life altering tragedy but the way Abby wove in funny characters and witty banter it created a good balance those things made it feel real like the author was sharing a real experience which if you read the author's note at the end you'll find that is the case I can't wait for Sloan's book next. And from what I've read, Abby also derived real life inspiration for her story as well.
1: Ugh. Yeah, that's um, sad. I have to share this story because it was a funny moment for me. But uh, one time I was at a drugstore, and <laughs> there was like a 16-year-old kid working the counter, like this goofy looking teenager. And you know, as people go through, they have their trite little questions that they ask all the time. So this girl comes up to the cash register, and fr- she's in front of me, and she's wearing like sweats, and it's got her hair up in a messy bun, and and she's got a box of tampons, like a ninety pack, <laughs> of tampons. and it's like the only thing she had, and it's the only thing she's buying. And this kid, that you know, pimply faced teenager, says, uh, "How are you? <laughs> how are you doing today?" And she says, "I'm going to be a lot better in about five minutes." <laughs> you're like that's my kind of gal. <laughs> I was like, you go girl. <laughs> and this poor kid though was just Ugh. <laughs> but it shut him up. So. <laughs> I actually I had
0: a somewhat similar experience just recently when I was in the middle of Idaho and had to buy some tampons at a Loves gas station and at as an emergency and that Is was I the only you? No.
1: Oh. Oh, got <laughs>
0: Somebody it. Somebody else was. And um, <laughs> bless his heart, <laughs> and I had to uh, buy them. And she's like, how are you doing? And I'm like, uh, "It's I've had better days, as you can see, from the products that I'm buying.
1: <laughs> but anyway.
0: Erin um, said, I was disappointed to see this one on the fall list because I seriously disliked it. See? Polarizing. I was excited at first to have a plot that was so different and based on the real struggles of so many people, but the effect was kind of ruined by how she handled it. I kept reminding myself I've never been in her shoes, so maybe I was missing something just so I could get to the end because I really wanted to know Josh's happily ever after. I wanted to (laughs) shake Kristen most of the book, though. How dare she presume to know how he would react to the knowledge of her health problems and then to tell him how he felt about it once he did know. Yeah. There was just too much of her knowing that what was best for everyone for me to connect with her it was miscommunication on steroids because it was deliberately done yeah
1: i yeah i can
0: see that i mean that
1: voice that voice is all of my my gripe with the book for sure this book is the black licorice of romance books either you love it or you hate it (laughs) mom loves it (laughs) i love black licorice (laughs) Um Kimberly
0: said finally she says i she's the last one. Uh, I was surprised that I liked this one. There was a lot of unnecessary drama, but parts of it felt just felt so real to me. It resonated with me much more than I expected as a forty nine year old mom of three adults, and I really enjoyed the characters and the story. Yes, I wanted to beat Kristen in the head for taking away his choice, but I felt it was written in a way I could understand why she did it. I've really loathed a lot of romance novels lately, and it was nice to read one I thought was just going to irritate me and be charmed by it.
1: Yeah, I think that's kind. Of, yeah, that's about. Well, like I, I said, this I, one could have gone sideways at any minute. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I, I stuck with it, and I was glad I did. So
0: all of everybody's thoughts are kind of polar, like kind of polarized. But I, I, I can see where everybody is coming. I agree. From, I agree for sure. Um. Okay, mom. Any other thoughts on the friend zone?
1: No, I like. I said I really, really liked it, and it it gave me all the feels. I it was I was an emotional wreck when I was finishing yeah. it. Um, and it was different than I thought. I mean, I literally thought this was going to be some kind of rom com story. I mean, if mm-hmm. you look at the cover, it's yeah. a little misguided, misleading. Yeah. Um. But, you know, you couldn't have a um you know, bare chest on there either. That wouldn't have, yeah, have worked either. Well,
0: and like Kimberly, I was surprised. at. I was surprised by how much I liked this one, even after I had finished it. Like, right. I was like, I can't believe I liked that book as much as I did because it pissed me off a lot in, <laughs> well, while
1: I, I was reading it. Right. I mean, there were multiple times when I was like, if she doesn't tell him, yeah i was getting so frustrated i just
0: honestly i think my what might have (laughs) it sounds awful but what might have saved this book for me is what happens to brandon i i think that it gave it enough poignancy to i don't know to kind of drive it home for me right well yeah um But I also really liked all the stuff in the beginning and like kind of like what we talked
1: about. I enjoyed the friend zone part at the beginning. Yeah. And then, you know. Yeah, I liked. I really, really liked it. I really liked this book. I just got frustrated. There were parts of it that frustrated me.
0: Yes, for sure. Same. So those are our thoughts and some of your thoughts on The Friend Zone by Abby Jimenez. We would love to hear more from you on our Facebook page, our Facebook group, which is Not Your Mom's Rom, Not Your Mom's Facebook group, our Goodreads group, our Twitter and Instagram, which are at Not Your Mom's Rom, or you can email us at not your mom's club at gmail.com. So if you want to read along with us and email us with your thoughts, or if you would like to suggest a book for us to read, we'd love to hear from you. On September 9th, we will be discussing How to Love a Duke in 10 Days by Kerrigan Byrne in our next mini-episode. And we are excited because we love a good Kerrigan Byrne.
1: Yeah,
0: um, yeah. So for now, we are going to take a break. When we come back, we'll be talking about our own experiences with the friend zone and some of yours. So stay with us. It's time for a break. It's time for a break. The break is when we do the news and mail. But this time... We're going to do a little Ode to Mom on her birthday. Oh. <laughs> I forgot mean, it's my birthday because it, it
1: We're recording my a bit early.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so um, I was trying to think of what I could do for you on your birthday, and I thought, why not recycle something I've already done? Um, so I pulled up a blog post that I wrote for my mom back in 2011 on Mother's Day. And it's a pop culture ode to mom. So what we're going to do is we're going to read it together and maybe give an update and reminisce on what Ellen and mom were doing nine years ago or two thousand eleven. Yeah. So I wrote a pop culture ode to my mom. And I said the top 10 favorite things to do with my mom that are pop culture related. Um, and yeah, because here's what I say. Um were you in with,
1: college at the time, or where were you? I was,
0: yes. I was in college, so I was, this was, oh, wait, no. This is after I'd gotten home from Italy that I wrote this. Okay. Anyway.
1: So, like, right after you got home, Amy.
0: Yeah, yes. Um Okay. I decided to write a post about my favorite pop culture related activities to do with my mom. After all, this is the woman who had me quoting movies and TV almost from the moment I could talk. And we have some videos to prove it. Yeah, we do. I mean, some of my first sentences were Sleeping Beauty quotes. Yes. Touch the spindle. Touch it, I say. <laughs> uh, I would walk around the house and say that. Mom said I sounded possessed. Yes. <laughs> Or I had a whole uh, conversation from Looney Tunes Funny. memorized. Yes. Yeah. So um, I continue. So it should come as no surprise to, to uh that she played a huge role in making me the walking IMDB that I am today. In fact, most of my memories with my mom also include a movie or a TV show, which some might see as sad and pathetic. To a certain degree, it is. But if you know my mom and I at all, it shouldn't come as a surprise. With that in mind, I give you my top 10 favorite things to do with my mom. I decided to take out the caveat that they be pop culture related as these pretty much just are my favorite things to do with my mom. So number 10, lazy Saturday mornings that sometimes last all day. Yeah, it usually starts out with just watching last night's The Soup. Wow. that (laughs) But it usually evolves into us re-watching other episodes from the week or watching some movie that is on TBS that we have seen a hundred
1: times and own. Or binge watching, I guess, 2011. Maybe binge watching yeah. wasn't as big a deal as it is now. I think that was like pre Netflix. I think this was like
0: Netflix being DVD plan only or like yeah. starting to break into streaming.
1: Oh, because now <laughs> it, it would be binge watching something in stretchy pants.
0: <laughs> yes, that is. Uh, even when we went to Book Bonanza, we did a fair bit of that while we were at the hotel, yeah. 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 Okay. Number nine, educating each other. When I entered this realm, I was naive and had no understanding of what passed as good entertainment. But like every good mother should, mom took me under her wing and showed me the light. Yes, she got me a lot of crap. I'm looking at you three ninjas. But that's expected with kids <laughs> and <laughs> mom have you seen three ninjas it's crap um it's crap i <laughs> but you guys loved it <laughs> yeah. and what other four-year-old was watching saturday night live ghost commercial mystery science theater 3000 or what i later discovered was an edited copy of greece the real l- lyrics of greece lightning came as a huge shock to me later in life um <laughs> Not any that I know of. Now I think both my mom and I can agree that I have taken the reins in educating her in what qualifies as good entertainment, much to her annoyance, I'm sure.
1: Okay. And that is still true. First of all, Mystery Science Theater, you're welcome. Yeah, I do appreciate that. you were watching that as a very young child. And, uh, well, you guys thought the robots were funny. You didn't get any of the pop culture references. No, we did not. (laughs)
0: Um... Yeah, but you would agree, right, that I am the one that does much of the educating these days, in what you should well, be you watching. You find
1: stuff. You definitely find things, and then get me roped into watching, you know, seasons long of episodes Turkish of <laughs> tur of Turkish tur- television. Tur- holy cow! <laughs> where each episode is two and a half hours long. Uh, Number eight, award
0: shows. I remember the first Academy Awards that I actually sat down and watched with my mom. The year was 1985, and I hadn't seen a single movie that won. I remember this because I was grossly disappointed when Babe didn't win Best Picture. But at the tender (laughs) age of seven, I got caught up in the pomp and circumstance of it all, and we have watched every year since. Even when we ended up in a hotel room in Seattle one year, we still found a way to have our own little Oscars party complete with IBCs icing in the bathroom sink
1: we did we, we filled did. the sink with ice and and put ibc root beer in there and yeah had root we, beer and we
0: don't get to watch award shows as much together anymore together.
1: and for a while there we would watch them and then like sink it so we could text each other during our watching yeah but then it just got too hard when we were in so many different time zones
0: yes that's true uh number seven tv show marathons Bones, Vampire Diaries, Veronica Mars, and others that are escaping me. What do these shows have in common besides being awesome? Well, my mom and I have watched them in their entirety in far too short a span of time. Like when we stayed up until 4 o'clock in the morning after watching 11 hours of Bones with our friend Haley when on a three-day binge of watching the first four seasons. Yeah, we're awesome.
1: (laughs) Are we, though? Or does that make us (laughs) pathetic? (laughs) uh yeah we we do
0: binge hard though that's that is for sure
1: well and i remember watching uh the pride and prejudice the colin firth pride and prejudice watching it through and ending at like midnight and then we'd sit there and say well now i want to watch the matthew McFadden fadden one and you know should we watch it now yeah let's just put it in let's just so we'd be up till two or three in the morning because we had to watch that one too so
0: yeah that's for sure
1: yeah even when we just watched dairy girls we were like let's let's
0: we, we should let's just, just finish, finish it, it. just yeah. finish the whole thing we're so night. we're so close um <laughs> number six discussion of the hotness of male celebrities my friends often make the comment that i will only watch a tv show if i have a crush on one of the male characters i have no idea where they got cra- that crazy idea but i probably get this from the woman who used to play hearts on the computer with denzel antonio and mel who went crazy. This was before Mel went off the rails, though. <laughs> she would yeah, probably... <laughs> this is pre-crazy. This is pre-sugar tits, Mel. Yeah, yeah. She would probably change it to Mark, who I think is supposed to be Mark Wahlberg. David, who I think is supposed to be David Boreanaz. And Matt, who
1: I don't know Damon? who that's... Matt Damon, maybe?
0: Maybe. Or something like that. Ryan, Hugh, and George were my other considerations. How'd I do, Mom? Ryan, Ryan I think Ryan is... Hugh... Yeah. Jackman, jackman
1: george please. clooney george sure. clooney yeah yeah for a long time it was antonio mel and denzel uh, and denzel were the because you could change the name of the people you played hearts with on the computer yeah and those were the guys i played with i wish
0: <laughs> um this is funny number five comic-con granted we have only gone one year because <laughs> we went many Still, yes. years but it was pure awesomeness and the perfect excursion for us. Four days of sitting in a packed room, listening to celebrities and show nerds talk about their TV shows while being surrounded by our fellow nerds, not to mention all the free swag and the swooning that took place during this, uh, during this moment, and I have a picture of when we saw David Boreanaz, because we were super into Bones at this time. Um, yeah. Number four, British women getting married movies. This is the title that my brother has given to our BBC period pieces slash any Jane Austen adaptation. When I was homesick one day from school, my mom introduced me to the 1995 adaptation of Pride and Prejudice, and I can literally say it changed my life. Since then, Masterpiece Theatre Fair has sort of become our thing, and we have expanded to include Dickens, Gaskell, and Other Fair where, well, British women get married. Yes, we have. Oh, that's, that still rings very true. Uh, number three, entertainment games that no one ever wants to play with us. To this day, <laughs> my mom is the only worthy adversary I have found to battle me and seen it, and no road trip is complete without some variation of a movie-themed game. Our iPhones na- have now only made it more possible for us to bone up on our useless
1: entertainment trivia. That is still very and true. That was, in, that was in 2011, and we still, whenever we road trip together, <laughs> play some you know, some kind of movie trivia game yeah
0: number two our special movie theater routine no one understands the proper way to do movie theaters like my mom perhaps because including she is the one including
1: your father yes doesn't get it
0: <laughs> perhaps because she is the one who trained me in the art it is essential that you show up to the theater 20 minutes before the movie starts earlier if it is the movie's opening weekend this guarantee you is enough time to go to the bathroom get concessions check out the new movie posters lining the hallways and get the perfect seats the ones right behind the bar so you can put your feet up but most important of all you never ever miss trailers this is just blasphemy in our
1: household I mean I would literally be sitting there with your dad and say we gotta hurry or we're gonna be late and he's like well I'm only gonna miss the trailers and I'm like how dare you
0: duh
1: it's like so we're we've slightly
0: modified because now like most theaters have reserved seating, and so you don't need to like and their they have ass. recliners
1: that put your feet up so you don't have yes. to sit behind the bar.
0: Yes, but that we took that I mean, and I have a reputation in my group of friends for like you don't ever make Ellen be late to a movie because no. she pings, and yeah. I do ping, I ping
1: greatly. So many people don't understand it.
0: Yeah. Um, And then finally, number one, post Thursday night TV phone slash text conversation. Thank goodness for TV or my mom and I would have nothing to talk about. she's still and that's uh it's now it's romance novels thank goodness for romance novels or my mom and i would have nothing to talk about if we talk to what uh, if we talk to no if we talk no other day of the week you can pretty much count on the fact that we will call each other on friday afternoon to talk about all the insanity that took place during our thursday night lineup which i think is when like bones and stuff was on at the time yeah um and then I followed this blog post up by saying, wow, if, any, if you are anyone but my mom and you have made it this far, I am impressed. And you must really like myself, my mom, or both of us. <laughs> anyway, I hope you enjoyed that blast from the past, mom. Happy yeah. birthday. I guess I sort of like you, OK?
1: You better. I, have I bought your love yet,
0: Ellen? <laughs> You're so close. Keep trying. So close. Um, <laughs> I do love you, mom. Happy birthday and thanks alan i hope it's a good one and yeah we'll see you on the next break segment which will probably be shorter than this bye <laughs> bye welcome back with the friend zone i got real creative and decided that we should talk about the friend zone so Mom, do you have any experiences with the friend zone, either being put into it or putting others into it? Well. First of all, lest we forget, you there was a guy who was super into you, and you proceeded to make out with my father in the back <laughs> of a van that this guy was driving. So. Yes. That, I think, is pretty friend-zone-ish
1: of you. A, a, adjusting the rearview mirror so he could watch us making out, which was, you know, creepy now that I think about it. but Yeah, that is kind of creepy. <laughs> but I think he was seething. So, you know, what can you say? He missed out yeah. on all this. this. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, I was thinking about this when you were talking about it. And the thing that came to mind is when I was in high school, there was a whole group of us that hung out together. There was probably a group of maybe – Ooh, 15 of us or more that, um, you know, we'd all grown up together, going to school together. It was a big group, guys and girls, big group of friends. And we just hung out together a lot. And we would get together for, we called them parties, but they were just get togethers. And then, um, but the guys, whenever the guys would go skiing or the guys, you know, they would make these silly little movies or whatever. They would always call me and invite me to do things with them. Mm-hmm. None of them, not one of them ever asked me out on a date ever. Yeah. Um, you know, we all went through our little crushes on different, uh, you know, the different guys as we were growing up, but not one of them ever asked me to a homecoming or, a, you know, any kind of dance or, yeah. you know, prom. Not one of them ever asked me out on a date, but anytime they went and did something crazy or something fun, it was always all of them and me so it was always all the guys and julie yeah. so i guess i was kind of friend zoned in that they all seemed to like me and like hanging out with me and we had a great time together but not one of them ever asked me out or wanted to date me
0: yeah i had a pretty similar uh, high school experience i also hung out with a lot of dudes and not exclusively i mean like my my best friends in high school are definitely
1: well and I had girlfriends that I hung of group, out with.
0: Girls, yeah. But um but yeah, I also was never asked to any sort of dance or anything like that. Um but I always was I had a lot of guy friends always. Um and I had a lot of guy friends in college too, and uh <laughs> I would at like we would kind of get into these, you know, like deep college conversations, right, that you have about dating and things like that and I would ask like these guy friends I'm like why do you think it is like what do you think it is about me that makes me not get asked out and they're like well you, you can be very intimidating like when you first meet you and I'm like what the heck and they're like you're very cool and I'm like have you met me I'm not cool <laughs> at all um they
1: probably just I, heard about your family
0: no, that definitely could not have been it. <laughs> but I, and like, that's still, I've had several people at different instances, especially guys, tell me that, that I'm intimidating. I'm like, what the hell? Why? How am I intimidating? <laughs> <laughs> tell me why! <laughs> um, But I had one friend that kind of, like, delved into it a little bit deeper, and he said that, I seem very <laughs> self assured and just like very sure of my opinions and things like that. And I'm
1: like, okay. And I apparently, guess. guys don't like that. That yeah. seems like you know something that I mean, Josh. He liked you know, Kristen. Yeah, even though I she, know. Even though she I'm was calling opinionated. bullshit on that. I'm
0: just <laughs> you could have gotten a Josh Ellen. Oh, I wish. Oh my gosh. Um. Okay, so let's hear what some other people have experiences with the friend zone. These uh, It's kind of funny because we had three people share experiences, and they really range from like awful to great. So Emily's, Emily, she <laughs> <Poor> says, Emily. <laughs> I went on a blind date to the amusement park in Denver a long time ago, and the guy got one look at me and was like, can we just be friends? Does that count? <laughs> um, Emily, I feel for you, girl, because... I... The only dates that I had, like, ever been on were blind dates or setups of some sort. And... They never went anywhere. And... That makes a girl feel good.
1: (laughs) Oh, Ellen. Yeah. Um, Things are better now, right? Things are better now.
0: Yeah. I should ask him... I should ask him if he found me intimidating when we first met. Um... (laughs) Jason, singular Mary listener Jason, said, I went out with this girl in college a few times, couldn't get out of the friend zone, even though we had almost everything in common. She is married to a very nice woman now, so at least I finally figured out why I couldn't get out of the friend zone.
1: Still there today. Bless you, Jason.
0: <laughs> that would explain it. Um... And finally, Holly said, my husband and I were really good friends for about two years before we got together. He had been engaged to a girl from my Bible study group. Uh, That made me, regardless of my feelings, put him in the friend zone. Uh, Then one evening we were hanging out with another friend. I apparently said something that clued him in that he may not be as firmly in the friend zone as he thought. He turned up the charm once he realized he had a chance. I fell hard and we have been together for 10 years. So sweet, and I do think that 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 happens a lot. Is like, I think it's our nature to put people in the friend zone just
1: because of like insecurities and like right. We just hate to assume, and I think it's kind of to protect ourselves. Like, yes, what what if I go at this and he isn't? You know, he just wants to be friends. So it's like when my friend Gary before I got engaged and he. You know, he and I had been friends for years, and I had been crushing on him so hard. Yeah. And then when he read my, then Greg read my, my husband read my diary before we got married, and he, and he told Gary that I had, well, all the things I'd said about him and how I'd been crushing on him, and, and Gary was like, Julie, is it, <laughs> why didn't you say something to me? And I was like, oh, is it too late? Because, you know, <laughs> I'm not nailed down yet. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah. So I think that happens a lot where like our in- innate reaction is to put people like in friend zone. Like we're just friends. We're just friends. And then, you know.
1: But I think it's to protect ourselves. Yeah, we for sure. we worry about, you know, getting hurt.
0: Yeah. Um, so that was a fun little. Uh, and I will say also, I have a, I did a writing, a creative writing class in um, in college where we had to like. Be writing we had at the end of the semester we had to have a manuscript done and um i so somewhere in the depths of my computer storage is a uh ya manuscript called the friend zone and it's about that's this high school girl who feels like she can't get out of the friend zone with her friend i this is something i did not know i'm intrigued yeah It probably is not very good. I should go back (laughs) and read it and see if it's any good. Anyway, thanks so much... For joining us again if you would like to join us for how to lose how to love I almost said how to lose how to love a duke in ten days by Kerrigan Byrne in one week on September 9th. You can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and wherever your favorite podcasts are sold for free. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at not your Mom's Rom or on Facebook or Goodreads, or email us at your at your Mom's Romance Book Club at gmail.com. Don't forget to leave a review because it helps the show and we just love to read them.
1: All right. Thanks, mom. Thank you, Ellen. And happy birthday. Thank you, Ellen. Bye. Bye.